0: Sal Berry, and Tim Parrish. This is
1: the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. I'm Sal Berry and with me is Tim Parrish. And right now we are just totally, totally, totally enjoying these hockey playoffs, even though neither of our personal favorite teams are in the conference finals of course my team didn't make the playoffs and your team tim were they eliminated in the first round
0: they were handed the stanley cup just as a consolation prize just so. as
1: a consolation prize
0: yeah they figured yeah. they figured uh ah, these guys should get it anyway they only have to play we'll just give it to them
1: they yeah <laughs> for for first round exit
0: yeah well it is what it is i mean they Tried to build the team the best they could in the amount of time that they had, and that was it. So promising things, especially if they can keep Jeff Carter.
1: Yeah, how about that? Well, I was uh, I was surprised, too, about that. But I got to tell you, one thing that I've had my mind on lately is the upcoming Sport Card Expo Virtual Edition, which is coming up this weekend, Saturday, June 19th, Sunday, June 20th. So I'm looking forward to that um i uh i did the last two virtual expos puck junk had a virtual booth set up tim and i were both there and we you know talked with people we also did a a podcast this time i don't think we're doing a podcast i haven't been notified about that but that's okay because you are also going to be unavailable that weekend i understand parenting Uh, stuff
0: i you know we'll see I got. There's a lot of stuff going on and Father's Day and all that, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, Father's Day. That is kind of a. I don't want to say an odd time, but it it it's kind of like sort of a holiday and sort of not a holiday. Like, it 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 it's almost seems that like Mother's Day. Like, oh no, I can't do that. It's Mother's Day. Oh no, we can't do that. It's Mother's Day, right? But Father's Day, it seems like if you could get the dad on board with something he's good with it you know like well we know it's father's day and we're going to take you to lunch but we thought that we'd rather go to a baseball card show instead and you'd probably be like yeah okay that sounds like a good father's day you wouldn't be like no we got to have father's day brunch or something
0: yeah as i uh so eloquently put this morning on social media father's day is the also ran holiday um why do you think they put it in the middle of june when school is out right Moms mm-hmm. get all the fun little artwork and the arts and crafts projects that the kids make in school. Dads get, what, yard work, home projects, and, oh, here, use this fire to cook something. I want my macaroni necklace. I never got one. But, you know, my kids are old now, so the only macaroni that they mess around with is the stuff that we cook for them so they can eat it.
1: Right, yeah. It's like, hey, it's it's Father's Day, Dad. Cook us some burgers, Dad, because it's Father's Day and... Right. and you, you have a grill.
0: Right. Well, you know, last few years, I've gotten something for Father's Day, card-related. Something well, small, awesome. but it's all right. It's cool. I don't so, expect anything. In fact, I kind of ignore Father's Day completely. If somebody else brings it up, I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> so the sport, the sport Card Expo this weekend. So you can find out more about that at sportcardexpo.com. Admission is free. However, uh, free, you know, obviously you have to have a computer with a webcam and a microphone or at the very least a computer with a keyboard so you could chat type messages to people. But uh, definitely more fun if you have a camera and a microphone so that you can actually like go into people's booths and have like a face to face conversation with them. So tickets are free, but you can also buy a VIP ticket and there are various different VIP packages um, I'll just tell you about the least expensive one. It's either $30 U.S. or 39 Canadian, and it includes a 12-card set of Victory Black Rookies and three raffle tickets to win an autographed Wayne Gretzky print measuring 30 by 40 inches, and that is courtesy of Upper Deck. And then if you buy um, a better VIP pass, is there are, like, different VIP passes, and they either give you, like, more raffle tickets to be entered into that drawing, and then there's also, like, uh, another drawing to win a box of like 2015-16 the Cup and other stuff like that. So you could check those out at SportCardExpo.com. Now, the Fall Expo is definitely planned to be November uh, 11th through 14th in Toronto. And that's going to be an in-person expo. So this is probably the last virtual expo that we're going to have until the next pandemic forces everybody to stay home and stay away from each other.
0: I. Right. Can't imagine what animal somebody's gonna have to make soup out of to cause that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, Illinois just reopened. Like they 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 finally moved to phase five last Friday. So we've we're a little under a week now of of being like fully reopened, and so things are like kind of gradually getting back to normal, and the vaccination rate in Illinois anyways, it's a little bit under half. But I'd say that most Chicagoans, I don't i don't have any scientific proof of this, but I'm going to say most Chicagoans who are maybe a little more Democrat, a little more liberal, they're all like wanting to get the vaccine because they believe in science. And then I find that like a lot of the people who are like, hell no, I ain't getting no vaccine. They're either from the sticks or they're just from like not even like a suburb of Chicago, but, you know, in one of the collar counties, right, where um, they're not sure that the vaccine is safe or whatnot. So anyway, so about half of uh, Illinois is vaccinated. But uh, I guess that doesn't really matter if you have people coming in from all over the country and they're not necessarily vaccinated. I don't think they're going to be forcing people to show any proof when there's a national next month in Chicago.
0: which That's what I was about. wondering if they were going to do that they were going to say, hey, nobody gets in without a without a vax card considering how stringent Illinois has been up to this point. I mean, yeah. I know they've been opening everything back up and all that. And, you know, the National has advertised that they're on schedule and ready to go as normal. But, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I haven't heard anything other than that about it. So, I mean, something that's this big and with coming out of this with the fervor pitch that. The hobby has risen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the national is set to be probably one of the biggest shows in quite a long time.
1: Yes, and and then the other thing is is that and then you'll have the the fall expo in November, but then also they're going to do a sports card spectacular Labor Day weekend in Chicago, and that's like. Uh, I call it a scaled-down version of the National because it's at the same location. It's at the uh, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, which is just right next to Chicago. Um, Very easy to get to uh, from Chicago. Right by Um, the airport. Right by the airport, yep, right by the expressway. Um, Easy to get to if you take mass transit in the city like I do. Easy to to get to if you drive uh, or if you're coming from out of town. But uh, so, yeah, so we're going to have, like, In July, August, we're going to have the National. Then the first weekend in September, we're going to have the Chicago Sports Spectacular. And then in November, we're going to have um, a Fall Expo, and I know that's in Canada. And if they get the border reopened without the 14 days of quarantines, then, uh, I mean, you're going to have like three fairly large shows happening, you know, July, September, November. This
0: is exciting, yeah. I mean, it's one of those uh, we had none and now we have them all kind mm-hmm. of things. I'm sure there's going to be the other big ones too, like the Dallas show, I think, is scheduled for July as well. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I don't know if they still do those big shows in Chantilly, those used to be pretty big. Also, the White Plains shows, I don't know if those still go on too, but. Those were always big, bigger type shows.
1: I think we're going to start getting those again, especially as, as places start to open up again and everybody kind of gets comfortable with the idea of being in crowds of people. I mean, I got to tell you, I've since I got my second COVID shot back in March, and I was pretty lucky to get it that early because I'm a, I'm a substitute teacher for Chicago Public Schools. So I was able to get uh, vaccinated in Group 1B. But, you know, I feel like Super Mario with the star, you know, just everything bouncing off of me, right? Like, I can't, like, I'm invincible. I don't think I'm going to have any trepidations about card shows.
0: Yeah, I'm still, I mean, I'm going to the National, that's for sure. I keep thinking, okay, you go to the National normally and you're surrounded by a bunch of, shall we say, hygiene challenged people so now we're just surrounded by the same hygiene challenged people that may or may not have been vaccinated
1: (laughs) i do think maybe that's a little bit of a um unfair stereotype poorly hygienic i think that the sports collectors tend to have better hygiene than the comic book collectors and You're,
0: you're you're talking i mean now we're just talking a little nuanced differences between the two maybe Maybe not. I mean, I haven't been to a comic book show per se, but if it's anything like the stereotypical comic book guy from The Simpsons, I get it. But those people also cross over.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, They're, well, I'm one of those people that cross over. I mean, I I, I live in both worlds. I'm j- I'm equally as comfortable at the comic book convention as I am at a sports collectibles convention. Uh, I just
0: meant the I just meant the guys with the shirts that are two sizes too small and would burn their their stomachs if they tried to grill something
1: that so, could be those again, the guys i'm talking about that could be either convention all right
0: well <laughs> i mean it is what it is so but i'll be there nonetheless whether i have to wear a mask or not i'll be there
1: so, i'll be there too i'm still trying to figure out a way to get a uh, get some table space maybe with a, a friend or acquaintance i'm not able to get my own booth space because they're way sold out at the national, um, and I kind of—I I wasn't sure it was going to happen this year. I honestly wasn't. I mean, things weren't looking good back in January, and in like February, nobody could get the vaccine. But I'll be there one way or another. I'll definitely be there to buy stuff. Um, I'm hoping to get like half a table space from somebody um, if I can swing that. So you'll definitely see the both of us there. I want to talk now a little bit just about some new hockey cards and we'll talk about the national again later on cuz I want to talk about some of the autograph guests. But uh I like this you referred to this as Stick with Sal. The uh our, our little update about the hockey stickers, the Tops Now hockey stickers. So the last time it's like Stick with Panini. I don't know if you remember those commercials. Yeah. Stick with Panini and the little Panini sticker would like stick on the whatever. All right. So anyway, um back when we were hijacking it. Huh?
0: I said, since they don't do hockey, we're hijacking it.
1: Right. Yeah. And they don't do hockey stickers anymore. It's funny how like Panini, like the Panini of my childhood were like all those fun sticker albums. And now like the Panini of my adulthood are like basketball cards and mediocre hockey products for a couple of years. Yeah. And I know some, what you're going to say. Good stuff. You're, no, no, no. You're going to say Prism and I'm going to say yes. And Prism came out at the end of their life cycle. They should have started with Prism. They ended with Prism. Yeah,
0: I like Contenders, too. I thought that was a good product.
1: Yeah, if you could tell them apart from one year to the next.
0: I didn't care about that. I just cared you got four or five autos in a box. I thought that was always cool.
1: Anyway, so getting back to the Tops Now stickers. So when we last left off, I mentioned that week 18, 386 packs sold. So week 19, 345 packs. Week 20... 317 packs. Week 21, 369 packs. So, top stickers are just kind of hovering between 300 and 400 packs sold. Not the wildly popular success they had hoped. You know, now they're just kind of going through the motions. Actually, they've been going through the motions all season, but now it's like they're committed to this. Like, I, I swear to God, if Tops Now stickers were a comic book, they would have canceled it, they would have killed it after issue 12. If you uh, want to talk about comic books, I'll tell yeah. you, like, you know, when you, you buy a comic book and you get into it, and you're like, oh, this, this series is really awesome, but it's not selling as many copies as X-Men, so Marvel would cancel it after, like, ten issues.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where you, you want to stick the fork in it, but you can't. No, <laughs> you just they can't. You have to write it out, you have to finish the Brussels sprouts, no matter how much you hate them.
1: Right. And, you know, I mean, because obviously Topps wants to have a hockey license again and so they're not going to just say well this product is sucking and we're going to forget about it nope they have to stick it out through the end of the season so i'm sure somebody gets upset every time they have to fire up the presses to print out 317 stickers
0: i wonder how they do those if they're different than regular card issues they come out on full sheets or they do them differently
1: Well, I mean, if they do them nine at a time, nine stickers each week, although last year during the playoffs, they did some sticker runs because they were doing them every day. They did some sticker runs that were like as low as like three stickers, and then they did some that were as high as like 18 stickers. So they varied it from week to week or from day to day, rather, I should say. You know, another thing, too, and you floated to spy me a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to talk about it then, but I'll talk about it now, is that Tops has already put out their sell sheet for the 2021-22 Topps Hockey Sticker Album Collection. That is going to have 670 stickers. You know, you buy them in five sticker packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one sticker per pack will be a foil sticker. Uh, and then there will be an album to put them in. Um, there's a couple of interesting subsets. Now they did, they did this one last year. They have one here called NHL players and NHL mascots, three of the top players slash mascots from all 31 teams. So as you know, there is one team that doesn't have a mascot. Uh, you don't know which one? No. Oh, okay. A little bit of trivia. The one team that does not have a mascot are the Rangers. Really? Yes. So in this current season's top sticker album they would do three shiny well they did a bunch of shiny stickers but they would do like mascot player player mascot player player and on the same page with like a logo and like whatever else right and, and it was funny because like you know you'd see like tommy hawk and you'd see gritty and you see the iceberg and then you'd flip over to the rangers page and the spot where a mascot would have been was where you're supposed to put an artemi Panarin sticker so maybe Panarin is the unofficial mascot of the New York Rangers I don't know but uh, yeah so they can't even do like a mascot subset they're calling it NHL players and NHL mascots three of the top players slash mascots from all 31 teams
0: Hmm. now you don't have a mascot and never have had a mascot yes not even somebody dressed up like the Statue of Liberty or something walking around
1: Lady Liberty yeah I guess though if you think about it though the Hurricanes more than make up for that because they have three mascots. They have their pig, and I know Jim Howard should be on here to comment about about the Hurricanes and their mascots, but they have their pig, they have the lady pig, I know she has a name, and then they sometimes borrow the uh, the whaler's mascot.
0: Um, what was that guy's name? Um, well, was it Plucky or Pucky or something like that? Pucky,
1: that was it, Pucky, <laughs> Plucky. <laughs> yeah, Pucky, right? So Pucky the now, Whale. Pucky the whale, right? So they have three mascots, but the Rangers have no mascots. There's no there's no justice in this world.
0: Like I said, you would think somebody at some point would have dressed up like a Statue of Liberty and just been it, been there in the crowd on a regular basis to get hired.
1: Well, the original owner of the Rangers, his nickname was Tex, and they'd refer to the team as Texas Rangers. So maybe they need to make a mascot called Tex. You know, and it could just be like. I don't know, just like a guy in a cowboy hat. he's like the Rangers owner from 1920, whatever.
0: Maybe that's why they actually hired Gerard Gallant. Maybe he's the new mascot.
1: Hmm. Well, anyway, just finishing up this thought. uh, Yeah. And then there's going to be the usual foil stickers, award stickers. Um, There's going to be rookie stickers uh, styled to look like 1954 tops cards. Uh, they're, they're doing something, they're calling them insert stickers, though I think these are actually part of the main set, so they're not really inserts as they are subsets. There's uh, one called Ice Tags, which has the players' nicknames, which I actually think is a pretty cool idea, and I like that, Ice Tags, right? Um, another one called Bubble Hockey, Top Performers from the Bubble, although, honestly, if you're going to make a set of stickers called Bubble Hockey, it really needs to have those little table hockey guys from the Dunkin' Donuts commercials, <laughs> You know, the goalie chilling over by the boards and poster knock, table hockey guy trying to get to the puck. It'll help. It'll help, right? You know, um they're gonna do a subset on NHL reverse retro jerseys and then they're doing another subset called net savings, which is a goalie insert subset or insert set or subset. I believe I believe these are all subsets that contribute towards the overall size of the sticker set. So, Um, Oh, and then they're also going to have a recap of the 2021 season. So they're not like already in production yet if they're still waiting for this season to wrap up. So that's kind of cool that it'll kind of go back to where like the sticker albums actually give you like a um, recap of the previous season, which this current year they couldn't because it came out while the 2019-20 season was wrapping up, you know, in late summer because of covid and the delays and all that stuff
0: did they they did that two years ago though right they had the update not update but they had like the recap stuff highlights from the previous those were included it's just last year they wasn't
1: last year was uh yeah that's right Yeah, yeah yeah well this year they didn't the year before they did and then next year they will also okay uh, do you want to talk about some of the other twenty-one, twenty-two releases that have been announced or teased?
0: Of course. We we would be remiss if we didn't cover everything there is to talk about when it comes to hockey cards. Right. So which one do you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell me about uh, OPG? Because already they're talking Ooh. about... Oh, by the way, I picked up a 2021 OPG base set. I should have that Friday. So now I'm gonna have to start getting all the um, short prints and then the update. But I'm gonna have a base set, so I'm uh, I'm 500 500 cards into that. So well,
0: that's that's most of the battle right there.
1: The base, really? I think those those last hundred are a beast.
0: I don't because people sell them frequently hmm. and they're readily available. So you can go and find them. But not many people readily, availably sell individual base cards that aren't star players.
1: Right, because there's no money in it.
0: Or here's a stack. Well, you have 50 in that stack and I only need like three of them. Can you just sell me those three? No, you take the whole stack. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need more quadruples. And most of the time, the collation on buying them, you could buy six boxes And end up with three boxes with no doubles. And then the next two boxes, every card you get is double, including the short prints.
1: Right. That is depressing.
0: Yeah. So there's... It's a a complete crapshoot if you're going to try to build it by busting packs and opening it yourself. Trust me, I know. I've been building OPG sets since 06. And I'm still building all of them from every year since 06.
1: So, So, uh... 2122 what can you tell us about that opg set
0: so let me just preface this by saying opg is opg right are we allowed to say that can, we, can i can i use that phrase opg is opg cuz that's what it yeah it, P- the P is going to cheat. So obviously, OPG is for A, the nostalgia person, B, the set builder, and C, the person that doesn't want to spend an arm and a leg on hockey cards. Um, so, with that being said, uh, if you've had a chance to take a look at what OPG looks like for 21 22, you'll notice it's very, very similar to what it has looked like in previous years. Um, I don't think they strayed too far from the design of last year or similar designs from other years, especially on the retro. Uh, the retro reminds me of a hybrid of a couple different years kind of mixed together um, but the uh, you know the base the base car design themselves um, at least from what I've seen so far are very similar to what they've been the last couple years, especially on the marquee rookies, um, and how they're, how the border design is set up around the the player photo. Um, so, I mean, it, again, it, it, it is what you get 600 card checklist. You know, the first 500 are the typical vets in the base part of the set, which, like you said, you just picked up mm-hmm. the remaining hundred are broken out into the marquee rookies. Uh, they're doing rookie season reviews this year. Along with the team checklist, the league leaders, and the season highlights. So the extra thing that I don't believe was in last year is that rookie season review um, subset. There's only hmm. f- there's only 15 cards in there. So I think it's 35 rookies, 15 uh, season reviews. Um, of course, the 31 checklists, And then nine league leaders and 10 highlights, I believe, is how they have it broken down. So... There's going to be parallels, just like there has been. You're going to get red border and blue border parallels. They're also adding one. This year, there's a green border parallel. Mm. Um, And the green border parallel will be hobby only, and they will be serial numbered. So I don't know if this is taking place of the... I don't think it's taking place of the black border. I think those are still there, the number mm-hmm. out of 100 ones. So you'll still get those, but those are in the retro. So the green border will be in the base, um, if you follow what I'm saying there. Mm-hmm. They also added what everybody's favorite printing plates to OPG. Now they've been in platinum. I don't recall them being in regular base OPG. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think printing plates were there.
1: But. I don't remember them either, and I only say that because uh, the one player that I try to pick up the printing plates of are is uh, Carter Hutton. And I've gotten printing plates from Upper Deck, and I've gotten printing plates from Compendium, but I've never really seen printing plates in OPC. I've seen Blankbacks, of course. Those aren't the same thing, but yeah. I mean, you know, so I mean, it's it's, you know, that's the one player that i like to say oh it's a 101 i need to buy it right and so I, I have not seen any opt ones show up
0: yeah i don't recall them like i said they've been in they're in platinum but i don't ever remember seeing them in the base product but mm-hmm. they are this year mm. um and you mentioned the blank backs of course those aren't advertised but we all know that they're going to be there at some point because it's always the quote unquote unquote easter egg and i unquoted twice because even though it's an Easter egg we all know about. Um they brought the tall boys back. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but they look exactly the same, I think.
1: The small um, boys, because yeah. they're still the same height as the regular cards.
0: Right. They just squeeze them a little bit to make them look taller. Um supposedly they're skinnier this year. So I mm. don't know. I when I see one in person, we can make that judge, but um so I, I don't know. Um the rainbows, those are back. So, pretty much, pretty much all the same. the The playing cards are, are there again. They look the same. They haven't really changed the playing cards that much. I mean, what can you really do with a playing card, other than change the design on the back? Right. Uh, trophy winners, the those manufactured patches, um, those are all back again. So, um, you know, those are available, and of course the the bounty. Puzzle pieces those are there again too Mm -hmm. they've been doing those for a few years now which are next to impossible to get um they're they're a very hard pull and you have to be one of the first 25 collectors to finish the puzzle Mm -hmm. and redeem them through the bounty site to get autographed version of um whatever it is that you're getting Mm -hmm. so so yeah um 10 cards per pack 18 packs a box So that hasn't changed Hmm. since it shrunk last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you get four playing cards in a box. You get four tall boys, skinny boys, whatever we're calling them now. Um, Thin boys, skinny boys, tall boys. You can come up with a new name. Uh, I
1: thought small boys was good. (laughs) Small boys
0: works. Yeah. Now they might even be smaller boys. Um, Um, You should get um about somewhere between i think it's like 25 to 27 um other inserts whether they're retro parallels or colored parallels or something of that nature so that should be in in the box as well because there's there's one thing in every pack it's either uh sp or it's uh some kind of parallel
1: what about uh mvp
0: Oh, MVP. So MVP is back again, and I always like the MVP set. Um, You know, instead, though, what I'm hearing is it's not coming out end of summer. It's not. It's getting pushed to December Mm -hmm. after Series 1 comes out. So from what I can tell, Series 1 is sticking with their November release date. And then MVP is going to be out in December.
1: What about Opeechee? Did they announce a release time for that yet?
0: Um, Opeechee, I don't know that they actually put a time frame on it yet. I don't recall seeing a date.
1: Because usually you get MVP, then OPC, then Series 1
0: and with mvp being pushed i can only imagine that OPG will probably take front and center as the first product to come out um you know i could be wrong on that but well i guess we'll see when it happens but i d- i do know that the early indication is mvp is getting pushed to december um now if you recall december is usually the time that the retail hobby or the not retail hobby that's an oxymoron the retail <laughs> set, set. Comes comes out out for Christmas, generally around Christmas time in December, right? So this year it's going to be the whole, the whole shooting match, I guess. So, but again, entry level set, you know, two hundred fifty card base, two hundred on the, you know, the general um, low numbers, I guess you want to call them. The remaining fifty are the high numbers and rookies and short prints. Um, I think it's every other pack is how that works um, on a short print. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely harder to harder to pull. Um, something new for this year that I saw is something called Ice Battles, um, which are, according to what they said, are one every other pack, except the short print ones are one every five. Mm-hmm. So these have different backs to them. And are designed so that you can play your own game of pack wars, which is huh. why they happen so frequently. So they have different categories on the back. Now I haven't seen the backs of them yet, but apparently they're going to be set up kind of like, um, what was like the uh, the tops attacks?
1: Oh, uh, puck attacks! The,
0: the favorite the the puck, puck attacks. T- um, those or uh, what was the Panini one they did? Um, X
1: Adrenalize. Adrenalize,
0: yeah, where they have like skill, speed, strength, overall, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, apparently, that's what's going to be on the back there, and you can you know rank guys based off of their stats and play pack wars based off of that. So, I mean, it's something different. Again, this is a lower end product, um, it's more of the every man's product, so cheaper packs, cheaper boxes all of that kind of thing, and a big variety of the different stuff that you can get out of them so that, you know, whether you're a seasoned collector or you're just starting out or you're a kid or whatever, there's going to be something for everybody in there. All of the parallels are there that we're all normal, that we like to see, you know, silver scripts, super scripts, the black scripts. Um, there's printing plates in here also. Uh, there are autographs, supposedly, that are going to be like one out of every 400 packs. So they're Yay. going to be very tough to pull. So I imagine those may see some higher prices if once they start to get unearthed. Um, but um, the Rookie Redemptions are again, are back again which I find interesting because MVP is always the first product on the market. So they don't have any of that stuff yet, but since they're waiting till December, is there really a need to put the redemptions back in again? But I don't know, whatever. And they're broken down by division like they usually are. So you get one of these, you scratch it off, you submit it and they send you the set mm-hmm. from that division. So that's kind of how that works. Um, those are tough also. Other than that, I think you're going to be excited because in addition to those ice battles cards, they're coming out with mascot gaming cards. Mm. This is the one that should have everybody just jumping for joy. So for all you Pokemon fans and magic, the gathering fans, now you can combine your love for both of those card games with hockey cards because you now can battle with all of your mascot cards just like you can in magic and pokemon so you can basically take your gritty card that you get and um you know put it down and apply whatever xp mp whatever they call that power and knock out your opponent's harvey the hound so uh I haven't seen a checklist for it yet, so I'm not sure who's all included. But since the Ranger's the only one without a mascot, I imagine there's probably thirty.
1: So these come in what one in every four million packs because they um, sound like the coolest card in the set, and of course no, they're gonna they're, be hard as hell to find. There's four in a hobby box. Uh it's not bad. But I mean I think of like, you know, when they're like fanimation cards are out, and I'm like, Yay. And they're like, and they're one in every seven hundred and twenty packs, and I'm like, oh. Right, like it's just, just I, I get it if you make it too easy to find, nobody wants them. But it's just like, why can't they make the ones that we like easier to find? I don't want to, I don't want to spend thirty dollars on a gritty card.
0: Well, you may not for the base, but there's also a parallel one. It's a foil board parallel. You get one of those in a box, so those will be harder, harder to find. Mm. Um, the other thing is they do the 20th anniversary every year for MVP. They have for the last few years. This year's design is the 0102 MVP watch. I don't know if you remember those cards. Mm-mm. Um, the uh, the the watch design, MVP watch. It's kind of like a techie-looking border.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I, I it's do It's got the player kind
0: of jumping out of a small spot, and it's got like a weird kind of... Uh,
1: Kind of like Me- a geometric tiny yeah of, like mechanical
0: yeah. looking yes sort of I do thing. remember that set yeah yeah so those are uh what they designed um these after and of course those will be gold version superscripts all that kind of stuff so um the color and contours are back those will be the same gold green purple whatever colors they have um what else was in there oh heart attack is insert set heart attack as in heart yes uh and before and after is another set um all of those have parallel versions um i'm not real sure what the before and after is i haven't seen it i just know it exists so so yeah box uh hobby box you're gonna get um eight cards in a pack uh 20 packs per box so at 250 cards, good luck building the set. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, MVPs I'm... even become hard to kind of put together with all of the extra things. The one thing I did notice that is because they added the gaming aspect to this
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, with Pack Wars and um, the, the mascot gaming, I did notice that I did not see puzzles on mm-hmm. the checklist. So I don't know if that's just an oversight or if they've eliminated that because of all the other content. So one less thing to chase, but then again, one more thing to chase if you're looking to build a a full set. So
1: You know, MVP is one of those sets that I collect, and then I always ask myself why. Like, I like the factory sets. I will always buy a factory set. Even if it's like the lamest hockey factory set, I will buy it. I mean, Oh eight oh nine, I bought the PowerPlay set that came out and then there was like an update set and I bought that because I was just like, Well, I don't care. I mean the design's okay, but I always believe in voting with your dollars, right? Like if you see a product and you want that company to keep making those sorts of products, you you buy it, right? Like sure. you're if never it doesn't gonna,
0: sell, they're not gonna make it again.
1: Right. And you know what? You're never gonna you'll buy a factory set and collectors will always find something to complain about right? Like, oh, but it didn't have this, or oh, it had this, and then what's the point of buying packs if you could get it in the factory set, right? Like, you're not going to make everybody happy, but I, whenever I see, like, a factory set at Target, I say, you know what? I'm going to buy it because I want to protect to keep doing this, so I've bought every MVP factory set that has come out over the past couple of years because, um, well, one, they do vary from the cards that you find in the packs the borders are different colors but the other thing is is that it's again it's voting with my dollar right that's why i bought um i remember 10 years ago you and i were at a show and i bought a whole bunch of uh tops puck attacks and you're like wow man you're like i gotta hand it to you you're really into collecting if you're buying puck attacks gaming cards and i said well yeah i want tops to get a hockey card license proper so they're putting out a hockey product that I'm going to buy it, even though it's not exactly what I want. It's still a Topps product and it's a hockey product. So that was voting with my dollars. FYI, I still never completed my Puck Attack set, nor did I complete my Panini Adrenalized set or Adrenaline. It wasn't Adrenalized. That was an album by Def Leppard. Adrenaline was a Panini gaming card set. Um. But to be fair, I haven't even finished my playoff one-on-one hockey set from 95-96. So, going Sal- way back here. I have not finished one gaming card set.
0: Sal Berry, always trying to move the needle forward for equal opportunity hockey production.
1: Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I, want, uh, I, want, I, want, I want five companies making three sets a year. That would uh, be enough to collect.
0: I don't even know how you could break that down. What do you axe, though? Like in, in Upper Decks' case. So, Upper Deck's got so much out there now because they've been around long enough. What do you axe? I mean, obviously, the high end set is the cup, right? Yeah. And that's oh, what everybody man. waits for. But the low end set, you've got MVP, you've got Opeachy. But then again, you have bait, you have the flagship. Is that low end? Because you've also got other things like artifacts and you know spa and then all of these sprinklings of other hit based sets what do you what do you get rid of i mean that that's that's a whole show in of itself
1: yeah okay and actually let me back i'd say maybe four sets you gotta have one low end set like an OPC. you gotta have one mid tier set like uh upper deck you need to have one high-end set like an artifacts or an spx or an spgu and then you have to have one epic set like the cup or panini dominion or whatever right like that's that's how i would tier it right because those are the different collector markets right like when i see stuff like spgu and exquisite and I, i just go what's the difference i mean oh, well, this has two auto-packed relics per box, and this has two auto-packed relics per box, right? But these are different.
0: Well, I mean, so so the game-use stuff gets scattered amongst other products, right? Right. There's, so there's game-use product in other products. But having game-use as itself and having it a hit-based product where you open up a box and you get four cards in a box, they're all hits, or an SPX, they're all hits, or Black Diamond, where they're all hits. Everything that's gone to the hit-based, you can probably come up with a way to functionally still make those and feed them into a product. So -hmm. you could take something like the cup and add those as subsets to the cup. Like... What you know, what's a popular thing in Black Diamond? Well, it's those Diamond Relic cards. You mm-hmm. could feasibly throw the Diamond Relic into the cup and make it work. Or you could take some of the crazy patch autos that Game Use has or SPX has and you could feed those into the cup. So if that's your higher end one. But what do you do when you have multiple series of a product? You know, like tops in baseball, series one, series two, update. Upper Deck, Series 1 and Series 2, and now this year, Extended Series. Mm -hmm. So is that one, or is that three?
1: No, I'd count that as one. I like multiple series. Okay, so
0: if you can count multiple series as one, who's to say that they won't just take, hey, look, it's Upper Deck MVP as our base set. Oh, and midway through the season, we have MVP Series 2. And at the end of the season, we have MVP Update. And now all of a sudden they've squeezed three products out of one product.
1: Yeah, but it's still an MVP set. So now you're ending up with a set that's 600 cards instead of a a plethora of 100 card sets that have the same 100 guys over and over again.
0: That's why I said we could devote an entire show to this because I think there's a lot more nuanced things that would go into deciding what your definitive list is going to be.
1: We could do like the hockey card equivalent of "Mary sleep with, kill, right? But we'd call it like collect trade shred
0: or collect,
1: mean, collect trade bike spokes or something if you're,
0: like if that. If you right? would say all the major manufacturers that are out there, you get a license, we're going to open the whole thing. You get a license, license and you get a license and you get a license. So Upper Deck, Tops, Panini, we'll even give Leaf and President's Choice. Just because we're equal opportunity here. yeah. So we're going to throw those five companies a license. We could do a show that basically takes all five of those and we figure out what the top three releases that they could put out would be. And that's what they're stuck with. Hmm. That's a great idea. You better write that down because yeah, I'll, right. I'll never remember this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds we like a fun. Even,
0: we can even take viewer feedback for this, too.
1: Yeah, let us uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what sets you want to see uh tops make.
0: So what else? We got MVP, we got Opechee. How could we forget? Series 1. They threw out some photos for the upcoming 2122 upper deck series 1 and threw out some as they call it, early details including a what I'm calling for lack of a better word, a teaser photo. Of the Young Guns, Uh, they threw out a a photo of Cole Caulfield on what's going to apparently be the new Young Gun design, and it's uh, created a interesting stir amongst the hobby. I think. How so? Well, it's an interesting design. So if you haven't if you haven't seen the design yet or checked it out, we'll put a link in the uh on the page uh below the feed uh so you can go and and take a look at it but uh if you've seen it already you kind of know what i'm talking about so basically the card is a vertical um the one that they showed is aligned to the left side and it's full bleed photo great typical upper deck wonderful Mm -hmm. but on the right side about i would say maybe a fourth of the card is taken up by the Young Guns design logo with mm-hmm. the team, with the player name and the team they play for and a giant silver stripe down the side. It actually kind of looks like, if you think of the Silver Skates cards, or not Silver Skates, what are the those inserts that they did for a while? Like the center, Shooting Stars.
1: Shooting Stars. So the
0: Shooting Stars, it reminds me of that without all the foily shininess in the background where you have that stripe all the way down the side. The only thing missing is it's a straight line instead of a squiggly line. Like like the Shining Stars were. Uh, But it says Young Guns up the side. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting design. It's it's definitely different. Um, I don't think it really looks like anything they've done up to this point.
1: So wait, all they've teased is the uh, Young Gun card. Correct. I'm looking at it right now. It looks all right.
0: Yeah, I... Well, a lot of people have said this is a horrible design, this is a stupid design, it doesn't lend itself to eye appeal and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I think it's just because we're not used to seeing something this different. I mean, a lot of times the Young Gun logo is kind of see-through where you still see the background of the card Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. scripted like that. This, it's just blocked. It's blocked right down the side. So, I don't know. Like I said, it's different. I don't hate it. Um, I don't think it's horrible. I think it's different, and it's going to take some getting used to for people. But um, well, at least we know Cole Caulfield's going to be in it, which is cool.
1: Well, somebody's yeah. got to be in it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that are
0: going to be in it, but the fact that we know now know that Cole Caulfield is in there, even though he's been playing quite a bit, especially in the playoffs, because Montreal needs all the help they can get. Um, and I mean, he's a stud. He scored his first playoff goal the other night. So.
1: Yeah. I wonder if, because you had so many, uh, okay. So for series one of 2021, you had a lot of bubble players who were in the, uh, the young guns checklist for series one, uh, because they didn't have enough rookies, uh, because of COVID and then the season ended and then there, uh, you know, this, that, and the other things. So it was like, you know, they were able to put in guys who never actually played in an NHL game in uh, 2021 Upper Deck Series 1 Young Guns. Then Series 2 and then the Extended Series are all guys that played early in this shortened season, but not the playoffs and not after a certain date. Like So there was still quite a bit of season. So even like guys who are like late season call-ups – we're not going to be in the extended series, even though technically they could. So I feel so we know that 21-22 Upper Deck Series 1 is going to have a lot of guys that were called up late in the season. And I'm wondering if there, I haven't done a head count of how many rookies have made their debut this season or how many guys have played at least, you know, made their, de- their NHL debut this season. The reason why I'm not saying rookies is. You play one game you get sent down you get called up three years later well you could still be a rookie because you only have one game of experience um but i guess what i'm saying is, is i wonder how many guys from this year might even spill into series two because i don't see upper deck i mean they're not going to go beyond the 50 young guns and i guess what i'm really angling at is will they be able to put out an extended series next year as well? Because this year I'm excited about extended series, and I want to segue into that in a minute because they revealed the checklist for that. And we're going to have a total – it's going to bring the set up from 500 cards to 730 cards, so almost another 250 cards collect. But that's very exciting. Like, I like the idea of these sets getting bigger and bigger like they were back in the 90s.
0: Well, and to answer part of your question – 133 rookies debuted this season, and that's one game or more. So technically, by rule, 133 players were eligible to be put on a card.
1: So, I mean, you could only put 50 of those guys in Series 2, and then they're putting 30 of those guys in extended series. So you still have 53 guys who could – I mean, some of those will go into Series 1 – in the fall and in a couple of them, maybe in the next, uh, you know, in series two, I mean, well, that would only be three, but yeah. Okay. So there's quite, quite a few. That's good.
0: I'm just wondering, like we see Caulfield there. I wonder if if they're going to put Jamie Drysdale in series one or save him for series two. I would think that'd be the smart move, but.
1: Oh, that's the other thing too, is that you're going to have guys who get drafted this summer and they're going to want to try to put them in, in, the set in the fall, like, because it comes out in November. So you'll get, so, you know, you're going to get some guys who make their debut in uh, fall of 2021 in Upper Deck Series 1, as well as some holdover rookies from uh, the 2021 season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. This could be another year, another year. Next year could be the second year in a row where an Upper Deck Series 3, for lack of a better term it is nece- necessary to fit all these great rookies in
0: yeah i mean if they're able to keep the same the same pattern then yeah i could i could definitely see that um and you know that might be that might be the regular thing now if extended series hits like i think it's going to uh, i don't see any reason why upper deck would would not continue doing that because it gives them the opportunity for that. Plus, it also gives them the opportunity to bring the product on its own and take it out of the other product. Put it in its own upper deck flagship box. Instead of, oh, every third pack of my SPA, I got an upper deck update or right. something of that nature. So just to finish up what we were talking about of what they released on Series 1. So that was the only image you got was the young gun. But uh, for those that are looking for what else is in there, you're going to get Canvas, of course. Uh, which is always there, um, and portraits are back. so for those of you that wanna that remember or would like to go back and uh, review some old puck junk episodes when we had Billy Celio from upper deck on, I predicted what I thought the next portraits would be, and he could neither confirm nor deny what they were working on, so we'll see when they hit what they look like and if I might have been right. Um, clear cuts are thrown back in again. Um what else did they say there? Oh, I know what. The the two new things that I don't know what they're going to be but are interesting. Um electromagnetics is a subset that they brought up. I don't know what that is. Haven't seen a picture of it. So, it'll be interesting. Maybe some kind of electrical storm in the background or um Hopefully not something cheesy like the winter storm warnings that Allure had. But I think it, 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 there's, there's many things you could do with electromagnet. Or maybe even make them into metal cards. That could be interesting too. But the other one that I thought was really weird. They have a subset or an insert set called Hundo P.
1: Hmm?
0: <laughs> Hundo P. And mm-hmm. though it's not a Japanese sumo wrestler. Hundo P stands for... 100%. That's the abbreviation for 100%. Hundo mm-hmm. P. And this is going to focus on players who always hustle and give 100%. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm trying not to continue. I'm trying no, to no, no
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, no, no. Because we all know that NHL players don't give 100%. They give 110%.
0: Well, so this will be a very small list then.
1: They get they give one hundred and ten percent. They 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 uh you know pucks in deep one hundred and ten percent. That'll be play, in the They play their game.
0: That'll be in the series two set hundo p plus.
1: Hundo 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 <laughs> ten p.
0: Well, and they're also bringing back honor roll. I don't know those of you remember upper deck honor roll? They're bringing Ugh. that back as an insert set with rainbow cool. and gold rainbow parallels.
1: That's like. That's like 20 years ago.
0: Yep. Um, in fact, maybe even 20 years ago exactly. I'm not sure. They're, they're good for that 20-year anniversary thing. Um, the jerseys are back, the patches, all of that kind of stuff. And there's something that we don't really know about. And I don't know what to say about it other than it's called Daylight Nightlight. That's it. Apparently, they're going to be, like, not even one per case. So I don't know if this is, like, what you're referring to, the Fanimation, where they're virtually impossible to find, but it sounds like it. But that's all I know about it. I don't know what they are, what they look like, who's in it, or what the collation is yet. Because, again, this is all just, hey, this is what we're planning on doing. But, you know, we'll see what it all comes to fruition. But the boxes will be the same. November fourth is the tentative release date on these, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how that rolls.
1: Yeah, they always have to get it out in time for the fall expo. Yeah. Um, so uh, extended twenty twenty one extended. So now now veering back to this season's final release for Upper Deck. I keep calling it Upper Deck Series three, even though I was told it's not Series three. It's a correct extended series.
0: Extended.
1: We call it Upper
0: Deck X.
1: But if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it has almost as many young guns as a duck, it's Series 3. 200 base cards, 30 young guns instead of 50 young guns. Okay, so it's pretty darn close to basically increasing the set. You know, first set was 250. 200 regular cards, 50 young guns. Second Series was... 200 regular cards, 50 Young Guns. The set, 200 regular cards, 30 Young Guns. Okay, not quite 50. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm just excited because I always get jealous of baseball collectors and their 700, 800 card sets. Like, I mean, I know back in the day there weren't 792... Hockey players, like there were baseball players. Well, even then, there weren't that many baseball players. Tops just always made those big 792-card sets, and I always thought, man, I wish hockey had more cards. And then we got that in the 90s, where we had those epic 700-card sets, and then things kind of got kind of gradually scaled back to around 400, 500 cards. So I'm excited about Upper Deck being as big as it should be. It should be this big of a set. I mean, it it really should. There's enough players in the league now.
0: Well, yeah, and I look at it this way. A lot of times you would get those few update cards that always got slammed in SPA. And Mm -hmm. you would get most of the base ones that weren't young guns would have a lot of the players that were traded. Yes. So you'd see them in their new uniforms. But then when MVP or OPC came out, they'd still be in their old uniform, even though right. they've long been traded. So it makes me wonder that now that they have this extended series with those photos that they use to choose and make these cards with the new, fo- with the new uniforms, will then the first products for next year have the updated player photos in their new uniforms, like you know, Nick Benino and Nick Bugstad on Minnesota, or right, um, Hornquist on the Panthers, or you know, um, I don't know, like Tyler toffoli and Corey Perry on Montreal. You know, will they have those uniforms on the preceding early releases? because? They obviously had the photos available in order to get this product out by the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So that, that raises that question in my mind. But, yeah, having an extended set with the extra cards and being able to put together kind of a definitive flagship set with pretty much all of the players is uh, is pretty cool. They also have the all-stars in here. Um,
1: yeah, what's up with that? That's, a, that's an interesting choice.
0: Yeah um it is it definitely is so
1: like i mean there was no all-star game this year right so
0: i don't i don't i haven't seen a picture
1: of any of them yeah so So i don't don't
0: know really what they're using as the basis for photography and looking through the checklist i thought well they're all stars, so maybe they're all-time all-stars like you know, Tyler Sagan played in this this and this year all star game or, you know, Patrick Kane was in this year and this year and this year mm-hmm. or, or something of that nature. But looking down through the list, it's got Tristan Jari on the list. He was only in one and that was last year.
1: Um, oh, so maybe these are all star game players from 2020, 2019,
0: 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, that looking, kinda at, makes sense, looking at looking at who's in there, it seems to be those rosters.
1: No, that actually makes total sense because a 2021 set should reflect what happened in 2019-2020. So yeah, having uh and they have in the past they have done All-Star cards uh on upper deck. So um, you know, like All-Star game cards from like the um what's it called? The uh uh the extended series that, or update series that you would find in, in SP authentic. So the
0: update series always had the all-star cards too. So it's only natural that they would move them over into the base checklist for, for extended. So
1: that's, that's good though. Cause you know what? I mean, that gives some star power to a set. That's mainly a bunch of uh, guys who moved team, you know, changed teams. And those aren't always the most exciting players. I mean, you know, you're going to get excited about seeing the guys that have, joined your team, you know, from the trade deadline or whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, you you throw in those extra 20 or so guys who are like all-star players and that yeah, that adds some some star power to it, some some value, you know what I mean? Because then you're chasing um cards of like star players, which is exciting, you know?
0: Well, yeah. Amy, look at the you look at this trade deadline grouping this year other than Taylor Hall who was the big the big get for Boston? I mean, the the names on this list are not going to knock anybody over. Let's put
1: it that way. Oh, and, uh, just to correct myself, there's actually 44 All Star cards. So it looks like they're do they're making a card of everybody who participated in that All Star game.
0: Yes, I believe they have the. A uh, guy that pushes the garbage can around and picks up the extra snow card too. From the all mistaken. right, he's number six seventy four on the checklist. So
1: oh, that's actually Chris Letang.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, seriously, six. Were you making fun of Chris Letang?
0: Yes, I was. actually. You
1: were okay because uh, yeah. I know you say he's kind of old and slow now, but
0: no, Latang was Letang was actually good in the tail end of the season this year. So I don't know, maybe he found a second wind. We'll see. But anyway. So the Young Guns, I want to talk about those for a minute.
1: Okay, yeah, so we got 30 of them.
0: And the list, before you mispronounce somebody's name, how many of those on that list do you know, are aware of, or have heard of before?
1: Three. I know the name Logan Stanley. I know the name Connor Mackey, because I was wondering if he was Dave Mackey's kid, because Dave Mackey used to play for the Blackhawks and the Blues. Hayden Verbeek, because then that makes me wonder, is, that, is he related to the great Pat Verbeek? Um, and then the only other one is uh Nolan Foote, because I remember seeing him in a couple of games. Those are the ones that just jump out to me where I go, oh okay, cool, they have they have rookie cards. But then I'm looking at some of these other names and I'm just like, Who? 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 Wow, man, I'm really not up on my prospects. I I uh I need to go sit in the corner and feel shame
0: Okay. So to back up a little bit, is Hayden Verbeek related to Pat? Yes. Pat is his uncle. Okay. Um So, there's that. Now, if you recognize three names off that list, and myself recognize six, but in my defense, two of those are Penguin players, and I know them, Mm -hmm. just because I'm a fan of the team. So, Mm -hmm. if you erase those, I'm at four. Mm -hmm. So, if you take two people that consider themselves fairly up on hockey and what's going on and the hockey realm, and we only know a few names off of that list. Imagine what all of the flippers are going to do when they see a checklist of young guns that they're going to make their big bucks off of and not know a single damn name on that list. They're going <laughs> to be like, I find it hilarious.
1: They're going to be like, Who the hell is Artem Zub?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's one guy that I, when I posted this earlier about this being out there, somebody actually commented, I'm so excited for the Zub card, and it just made me laugh because, um, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: okay, that makes one person. I I, mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are excited for it, but, you know, just the fact that you're able to get some of these guys that now rather than wait until Series 1 or even Series 2 of next year and have them in a product now where – those that are watching hockey and have, and are fans of your teams are you, you're going to pick up one of these guys that was used in a, a game or maybe two games or a a week long injury stint you know that were called up for that. Um, I don't think Alex Dioro even got in a game. Maybe he did uh, mm. for the Penguins. Um, he might have played one game. I don't even recall him being in a game to be honest with you drew o'connor came up and down for a while those are the two penguins that are on the list but
1: hmm. well okay so i mean well there are maybe young guns that are maybe not the most exciting but then there are a plethora of insert cards that are also going to make the set exciting um such as holographics and uh uh UD3, I think, is in this, and um, so, I mean, there's, like, a lot of, like, 90s-ish inserts that are going to be...
0: The inserts are exciting, in my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the Dazzlers are in there, but Holograph X is back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Ovations being put into this set as an Mm -hmm. insert. The Rookie Class SEs are in there. SPX Finite is in there. Um, I think they have those Triple Ds. The Triple Dimension Reflections cards were put in there. I think uh, uh, when Billy was on the show, he was talking about those. Pros and Prospects Mm -hmm. was put on this list. Top Shelf Rookies was on the list. Like you said, UD3 is on that list. So there's a lot. Ultimate Victory, that was the other one. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of late 90s, early 2000s upper deck releases that are making a reappearance. In this set that you won't find in any of the other upper deck products, which I think is really cool.
1: No, it sounds cool. I've been I've been meaning uh I've been looking forward to uh extended um and even thinking about buying some when it hits epac. Um, which I'd like to move to if if uh you've said everything you wanted to about extended. Sure. Okay, so uh you told me that a bunch of stuff is sold out on epac now.
0: Yeah. Um So, you know, EPAC, as most people know, is a crossover of the actual physical product in most cases. So um, if there's base product out there, then there's all of those collation counts count with EPAC included. So if a card is one out of 500 packs, it's probably one out of 500 on EPAC, too. If something's serial numbered out of 100, well, some of those are in EPAC. Well, they sold out. Of Series 2. If you can believe that. I do. Not Series 2 of last year. Series 2 of this year. Sold out on EPAC. Series 1 took most of the season to sell out. Series 2 sold out. For an EPAC product pretty darn quick.
1: Yes, and I am kicking myself for not buying more. Because I bought a box. And then I want to say I bought three packs. And then I want to say I bought another four packs. So, uh, I mean, I've only bought you know what, uh, 24 and seven, and I've had some some fun trading on EPAC. Uh, I and, and then I keep telling myself oh, I need to get a little more cannon fodder, you know, a little more trade. Now, I'll say trade bait because I mean, it's not likely that I'm going to get a very high end card that I want to trade. I'm either going to, if it's like a young gun that I want, I'm going to just keep it, but you know just to have those base cards i'm actually surprised how many people wanted my base cards from teams that you know i again i've been collecting the blackhawk base cards to make the parallels um but even some people just be like hey give me three or four base cards and you can have this portraits card I'm like okay cool i i you know and if they don't want the portraits card i'm helping them with something because they're getting the base cards they need so they can combine i mean especially the people who have, like, 50 or 60 copies of a card, they obviously have an agenda. So, you know, to them, they're not really interested in, like, the low-end inserts, which this year I'm collecting... I always collect young guns, but this year I'm trying to get the portraits. And, yeah, I'm a little bummed at myself for not getting more EPAC, but whatever. Getting me to spend on a box and then just another seven packs without there being, like, a game-dated moment card... That I wanted to buy, because the only time I have really bought on EPAC was when there was a game-dated moment card that I wanted to buy, and I had to buy a pack.
0: Well, I don't know if they fixed the shopping cart, but the last I checked was you can only, when you buy game-dated moments, that's all you can pay for in your cart. And anything else you want to buy, you have to add a different cart.
1: Well... The so point is, is that in that past- wouldn't even
0: get you to buy anything because you you can only check out with your game data moment and it would require you to go back in, decide to fix something else and do a separate transaction for that. Unless right. they fixed. It was like it was messed up before. But I, I mean, I get your point And it, it's one of those things where there's such a high demand for product now that even people are jumping on EPAC and trying to, you know, hit as much stuff as they can. I don't know. Maybe they're listening to our show and. They keep hearing us talk about EPAC, and everybody jumped on. So I guess you can blame us. It's our fault. We'll take responsibility. We're the reason why Upper Deck Series 2 sold out on EPAC. I'm sorry. Um, so if you want to still try to find the cards or you're still trying to put together achievements, you got to go to the trading card marketplace So and find them there. The other ones that sold out um, were... Well... Apparently the the Canada the Team Canada Juniors cards mm-hmm. they're running out of those. So those are almost gone, but 1718 Ultimate Collection, those are now sold out. And mm-hmm. you're saying 1718, that's a few years ago. Yeah, well they keep stuff around like that because as long as they have the product, especially the serial number product and mm-hmm. it's available, well they're making the packs available until they get pulled. And it's it's random, but so, obviously, that stuff is all gone. They have nothing left on the checklist available, and so they got to pull the product. Um, the other thing to offset that, because you take two products off and almost take a third one off, what is left? They added, you ready for it? Chronology Volume 2. Mm. It's now available to be purchased via EPAC. Chronology, Volume 2. Now, if that sounds familiar, you'll remember back we talked about Chronology, Volume 1, and all of the fun issues with Styrene Gate. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Chronology, Volume 2 is essentially um, Letterman patches again uh this is where the canvas masterpiece auto cards can be found um and the checklist is made up of current and retired stars uh with autographs so um random odds for a lot of this stuff there's all sorts of different parallels and uh, insert cards and different types of patches and things like that in the product but it's a four card pack uh, just as it would be if you bought it off the shelf, for a mere one ninety nine ninety nine. Wow, two hundred dollars minus a penny, and you can get four, chronology two, hockey cards.
1: Fifty bucks a card.
0: Fifty bucks a card. Now, if you get a chance to look through the the product checklist, it's got a good checklist. I don't get me wrong. There's some really Sweet looking stuff in here, there really is, and they even have some achievements available for those big spenders that wanna rocket out a couple grand worth of worth of cards, but you know obviously you're gonna be looking on the marketplace trying to trade for a lot of this stuff, I would think, but uh, yeah, so you know for the high rollers, you can't buy series two, but you can buy chronology too
1: wow. Yeah,
0: well, hey. You can still get Series 2 out of your free pack,
1: though. Oh, Those great. In I, case, sh- case you cared. <laughs> sure, because I want purple parallels that I can't do anything with. I well, can't you, combine them. I can't really sell them. I can't, can't get physical versions get get the, of them.
0: Try to get the achievement
1: for it. I guess. at Three try cards it. at a time, that's kind of uh, that's a very hard, difficult achievement to get.
0: Uh, Yeah, it is, but, you know, I mean, it's something. Oh, and by the way, nobody heard us mention game-dated moments because we haven't in a while. The good old game-dated moments ones. I mean, we've come down to the end of the season, so there's not many games to have dated moments from. Um, But I can tell you, unless you're a Philip Grubauer fan, none of the latest ones are available anymore. They're all gone. So, yeah, those go quick, especially for the popular players like the last one was flurry that was gone pretty darn quick uh the grubauer is still available and the canadians card is gone when the canadians beat the leafs all that one got snatched up quick
1: so uh one thing i i talked about earlier that i want to talk a little bit now about um is the um national the upcoming national sports collectors convention in chicago at the end of july so uh Last week, the National and TriStar, who handles the autograph and autograph ticketing, announced the autograph guests that are going to be at the show. I'm disappointed, being a hockey fan, I'm disappointed for two reasons. One, I'm disappointed because there's only three hockey players who are signing autographs. And the other thing that I'm disappointed in is that none of the hockey players are what they call the VIP signers. So let me just explain really quick what this means to those who've never gone to a national or who've never bought a VIP pass before. So if you buy a VIP pass, you get 12 autograph tickets. They'll have like autograph players and then they'll refer to certain ones as VIP signers. Now, that's a nice way of saying autographs from players who don't charge a lot for their autograph. So even though you might see like Peyton Manning and go, "Oh, that's a that's he's a VIP, right? He's a very important person." But Peyton Manning is charging $300 or $400 for an autograph, whereas somebody like say former White Sox Ron Kittle would maybe charge $20 or $30, right? So low price point autographs tend to be noted as VIPs, right? So what you'll do is when you buy a VIP pass. I guess they're referring to the person who's buying the pass. You're you you bought a VIP pass at a convention and then you get autograph tickets for VIP signers. And those again be guys like I mean I remember like a couple years back. I mean there was like maybe Lee Smith of the Cubs and um Daniel Carcillo of the Blackhawks and I know Brent Sopel and Marcel Dion and then uh, were were all the hockey guys and they were they were not not the only hockey guys, but they were VIP signers. So what happens is, is you buy a VIP pass and you get tickets and they're random. And what we would do, those of us who bought this, these VIP passes, because they'd have like sort of like a meet and greet party before the national opened, where it'd be just like, you know, like pizza and pizza rolls and cookies and stuff like that. And you just go and then there'd be like raffles and stuff like that. And what we would do is we'd run around and we would trade tickets with each other. And I'd say like, Hey, I have um, I'm just going to keep using Ron Kittle as my example, because that's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Hey, I have Ron Kittle or I have Bill Wennington and I'll trade you this Bill Wennington ticket for, you know, do you have Daniel Carcillo or do you have Marcel Dion or do you have um, Brent Sopel? Because those were the three VIP signers for hockey. So I traded away the ones I didn't want. Cause I'd look and I'd be like, oh, okay, football player from the 70s. I have no idea who he is. Would you please trade this to me, guy in a Lions jersey, and the guy in the Detroit Lions jersey. He'd be like, I have no idea who Marcel Dion is, even though he played for the Red Wings. Here, I'll trade you that. You know what I mean? So it was cool. I'd get a ton of autographs. I would trade stuff in my goodie bag that I didn't want, like Topps baseball cards, because I'm not a baseball card collector. And if you got, like, the super VIP pass... Then you'd get 18 tickets. You'd get one for all 18. And I, I kept the three hockey guys. I traded the other 15 to get more hockey guys. But then I'd be like, hey, I have these tops baseball cards I don't want. And people would be like, Oh, cool. I'll trade you, I'll trade you my tickets, you know, or oh, I'll trade you all my tickets for that. And then I would just turn around and then trade those for more hockey. So I'd end up getting a boatload of hockey autograph tickets. And then when I'd go see Brent Sopel, I'd get like twelve cards signed, one from each year in his career, or some pictures, or like I was getting pucks and photos signed for friends. I mean, I got you I got you a couple of things signed, and I made some new friends at the national Shout out to trees if he's listening. I got him some things signed too uh and Aaron I got him something signed, so I was like like sharing the wealth because I didn't need all these autographs, but that was fun. that gave me a motivation to buy a VIP pass. Now I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I want to buy a VIP pass because there are no hockey guys that are VIP signers. And as a hockey fan and in a hockey-rich city like Chicago, there really should be more hockey autograph guests. The three that we have this year are Chris Chelios, Brett Hall, and Bobby Hall. And again, they're not VIP signers. And there might be more hockey guys, but there might not be more hockey guys, especially with Travel restrictions between Canada and the U.S. still being a little bit up in the air.
0: That's what I was wondering as the reason behind it. Because they usually, between all of the days of the show, usually have at least a half a dozen. I know that's not a lot compared to everybody else, but there's usually a variety to choose from. But you got both Holes and Chelios, which, by the way, I found interesting that on the, the website where it shows all of the guys and it has like samples of their autographs on like eight by ten pictures. I found it interesting that the Brett Hall picture they chose to show was him as a red wing. I found that
1: interesting. Yeah, but
0: that is not, interesting. Not that he didn't spend significant time there, oh two, three seasons, and won a cup there with them playing on the two kids and a goat line. Um <laughs> but remember he called it that two the, Who were the two they, kids. They said what was the name of what was the name of the line in Detroit and he called it two kids and a goat. It was uh, Boyd Devereaux and uh, rookie Pavel Datsuk at the time. Oh, wow. When they won that cup. So, yeah, but people don't remember Brett Hall as a Red Wing necessarily, even though he scored 30 goals, like, I think two years in a row with them. But they, that's just not, I don't know, you don't really remember him like that. So I thought that's a weird picture to choose. Well,
1: no, but that was such an epic team. That was such a ridiculous team. It was.
0: Team. But he also, remember, he changed his number, too.
1: So yes. he
0: was 17 on the wings because nobody could wear 16 or nobody did wear 16 because of Vladdy. Yes. Us, you know, but anyway, so yeah, so those are the three guys we have to choose from. And, you know, Chelly is usually a mainstay in Chicago shows. He's at a lot of them.
1: Well, he's in, he for, lives in Chicago now.
0: Yeah. And for that matter, Bobby Hull is everywhere yes. all the time. I mean, yes. he's been, he's basically been on our show and he's all over the place and bobby hall i think will sign anything you place in front of him <laughs> just so he could talk to you about hockey for five minutes yeah great guy awesome ambassador for the sport and he's got awesome stories too um i do not have a brett hall autograph i wouldn't mind getting one in fact i wouldn't mind getting them both him and his dad to sign something I what would
1: you if... get him to sign
0: i don't know are there any pictures of them both out there like on a picture together
1: yeah, there were a lot of, like, early 90s pictures of the two of them together because the NHL really hyped that once Brett became a star. Mm. Um, you know, another um, – there was the, uh, the starting lineup uh, hockey figures, a, a two-pack that was made of Brett and Bobby Hull in the mid-90s. I believe they're both pictured on the same card, if I'm not mistaken. But it's just, like, two different photos – like, next to each other. It's not like they're side-by-side side in an actual...
0: That'd be cool um, to snag boat. one of those and have them sign it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen that signed before, like, by both of them. And I look... The first thing I say is, well, oh, that's got to be a pain to store. Because I do have a couple of signed action figures. Not any hockey figures. But I do have some signed action figures. And, well, like, the single starting lineups, they'll make cases for to protect them. But, like, those those ones that have, like, two figures... They're kind of hard to keep in good shape. Yeah. Um, no,
0: they are, unless you have one of the starting lineup boxes that are designed specifically for those.
1: Right, but what I'm saying I is I don't that, know
0: that they are for the bigger ones, though.
1: Correct. For the single-carded ones, yeah. Most of the players came on the same-sized card backing.
0: Looking at the rest of the list, though, there's mm-hmm. only a few names on there that I'd be interested in getting. Dave, Dave one Parker. Dave
1: Parker. Yeah, that one jumped out to me.
0: Lynn Swan, I'd get Lynn's autograph in person. I do have a Lynn Swan autograph, but I didn't get it. I bought it. I see Andre Dawson's there. He's been in a lot of different
1: He's ones. He's been in a lot of nationals, yeah. yeah.
0: I'd get him to sign only if I had a picture of him being pulled out of the ivy in Wrigley Field from that commercial with Kerry Wood. He's like, you never know what you'll find in the ivy. And he pulls out like a French horn and something else. And then, <laughs> Andre Dawson? He's like, what year is it? <laughs> I, pretty funny I was, that's hilarious commercial but yeah three hockey guys is kind of kind of disappointing but i mean i i think you're right i think a lot of this is a travel issue um in many cases and you know just merely booking people that are willing to go out and interact with the world again i guess it, right it's gotta be gotta be what this is
1: Well, you know, I guess another thing is is definitely that travel restriction thing, because I'll tell you, like, I mean, the last national in Chicago, I met a lot of people from Canada. And I mean, people from Canada will come to the national because even though they have the Toronto Expo, which is like the biggest hockey show, I mean, if you collect the other sports, then you want to come to the national. And, And even then, I mean, hockey collectors have told me, well, yeah, but we'll come to the national especially when it's in Chicago, because you just never know what you're going to find. You know what I mean? Like you'll find stuff in Canada, but then in the U.S. you'll find different stuff.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about this ad nauseum that the Expo has way more hockey than the National ever has. Um, And that'll never change just because one's in Canada and one's in the U.S. So, you know, are there hockey cards to obtain at the National? Yes. If you're planning on coming and you're a hockey collector and you're listening to this show, don't let that deter you if you've never been to a national show. Because you can find hockey. It's not invisible. Just sometimes it takes a minute to look for it. That's all.
1: It might be one out of
0: every Yeah, exactly. No, like you were probably going to say one out of every four or five tables. Could be.
1: Yeah, but when you have like 500 tables, that's still a pretty, that's still a lot.
0: Yeah, so plan it out, you know, make sure you got plenty of time to go and and look and, and, you know, sort through things and and that kind of thing. And you'll find, you'll find treasures. Not only that, Sal and I will be at the show.
1: So come find us. Yeah, I think I'll have to wear one of my bright orange puck junk t-shirts so I stand out in the crowd. I was going to wear a name tag. A name tag?
0: Yeah,
1: not my name
0: somebody's random name tag
1: oh okay well at least make it funny like a like a walmart name tag or something
0: if you see a guy with a fake name tag it's probably me
1: did you ever see when hank hill from king of the hill worked for the megalomart yeah and he was a new hire and it's his name tag said forgive me i'm new and then yes. it said hank and i just <laughs> forgive me i'm new oh god
0: there's somebody that does that there's actually some store that does that it says hi i'm a trainee have patience with me
1: yeah i mean okay but i mean i remember like when i was hired by coles and i was doing employee training and i was looking at the person who was training me and like she had a name tag and her name was engraved on it it was like plastic it was like what one of those little plastic license plates kind of like like yeah. that kind of quality and I thought, oh, that's a really nice name tag. That That's kind of cool. And then when they gave me my name tag, it was like a piece of plastic. And they used like that tape gun to like print out my name. You know what I'm talking about? With like the the, the 3D letters, like not 3D, but like the kind of letters that would kind of stick out a little bit. Like you'd use it to like label your mailbox. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, the old squeeze Dymo labels.
1: Yes. And so that was the name tag that I got. And I said, well, how do I get one of those name tags that look a lot nicer? And she's like, Well, you need to have 10 customers write you a positive review. Um, and then once you get 10 positive reviews, this is just where like they'd have like those like feedback ballots sitting out on the counters and people would just, you know, <laughs> grab it and they'd say, Oh, Sal was really helpful today. He helped me find the underwear that I was looking for in my, you know, size forty eight size or whatever size the dude needed, right? Oh, you know. And, okay. No, seriously, like I remember one time I was sent in the back room to look for underwear for this really big fat guy. And I came out like 20 minutes later with like two packs of underwear. He's like, son, one day you're going to be running this store. And I said, well, sir, if it's not too much trouble, would you please fill out one of those employee appreciation forms? Because one day I too want to have the nice engraved name tag and not the one that's a plastic sticky label.
0: (laughs) Did, Did those underwear have Michael Jordan cards in them?
1: No, this was pre, oh my God, dude, that would have been, that would have been a whole different, if I I was working, you know, I I could just see it now, you know, a 22 year old man was fired from his job at Kohl's recently for opening packs of underwear and taking out the trading cards. Are we reading that cue card right? Yeah,
0: Exactly. (laughs)
1: Anyways, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this one up? Because this podcast is getting bigger than the the size 44 underwear I had to find that one time.
0: Oh, that was good. I like that. We should end on that.
1: All right, so let's end on that. So, as always, thank you for listening to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. Please like this show. Please subscribe to the show. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please follow Tim on Twitter at the DFG. Please follow me on Twitter, at PuckJunk. And until next time, collect what you like.
0: For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter, at PuckJunk.